This is the JFJ Conspiracy, where the shop talk is rough. I'm Jim. And I'm Frank. And I'm Jerry. And you're listening to the premiere podcast of the JFJ Conspiracy. And what I want to do right now is give you a little rundown of what our show is all about. And then we're going to jump right into it. And what you're listening to is three friends who love to talk about music. And what we're going to do here tonight is uh, we're each going to present a song from a band. You may have heard of them. You may not have. Could be an unknown band, unsigned band. And uh, we'll pick a song, listen to it, and we'll talk about it. And after that, we're going to talk about a classic album that we all love, which is Van Halen 1. I'm looking forward to that. What about you guys? Absolutely. I can dig that. <laughs> okay, so first up, we have um, Jim. You, you picked a band, and what, what, what's their name? Future Kings of Denmark. And when I heard that name, I absolutely loved it right off the bat. Yeah, it's, it's a different name. Are they a, a local band, or where are they from? They are a local band. They're out of San Dimas. And um, the, the kind of main mover and shaker in the band is a guy named Stephen Wesley Giles. I've been kind of a friend of his. Not a friend of his, but kind of acquaintance and uh, sort of a fan of his for 20-plus years now, I think. All right on. And uh, the interesting thing about this, uh, this song and, and this group is it's really two people, but it's Stephen who does everything. He plays the guitars, the bass, drums, writes all the music, and his co-writer is a woman who lives in uh, Ireland. Wow. And what I find really just uh, kind of exciting, to, if people have no idea about the way music's made anymore, um, you know, when I was writing songs and in a band in high school, the idea of, you know, collaborating with somebody halfway across the world wasn't even something you could even contemplate. Oh, no. You know? Your idea would be gone by the time the uh, stamp expired. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, um, yeah, interesting concept. She writes all the lyrics. He he does all the music and plays all the instruments, uh, records everything at his house. He has his own home studio there. Uh, but it sounds, the production's fantastic on it. The songwriting uh, on the whole album is absolutely great. And, uh, you know, catchy stuff, comparable to anything you would hear on the radio. And uh, it's frustrating that we don't hear more bands like this on the radio, I think. All right on. Well, that, and the, the song's called Stay With Me. Yep. And let's give it a listen, and then we'll talk about it. How's that? Sounds good. Sounds groovy. When I see you smile, my body sings. It's so loud it makes it hard to think. It's like you bring the sun back to life when you're here next to me. When I hear your voice, it makes me melt. Stay with me. 
I like that. That's some catchy stuff. And so she, yes, it is. This woman in Ireland writes the lyrics. Yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, that's a very rock but pop sound and uh, a great tone and the whole bit. You know, I'm not even sure that's my favorite song on the record. That's kind of their single, though. So it was kind of the one I chose. But um, you can find the uh, video on YouTube and uh, check it out. Um, you know, the whole album is just excellent. Just an excellent album. Very pop like that. It, when you hear it, it uh, kind of reminiscent of uh, Weezer, Hot Hot Heat, Black Keys. You hear a little bit of those influences, I think, all throughout it. Yeah, that's um, that's some good stuff. Now, are they on iTunes also? They are, I believe so, on iTunes. Uh, I got this off of Bandcamp. And uh, I try to, uh, I think everybody gets a bigger cut if you buy out their stuff off Bandcamp. So I always try to go to Bandcamp if they have that available. I, I've yet to use Bandcamp. I still, I get my uh, 37 cent check every once in a while from iTunes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's uh, some good stuff to listen to and uh, look into, most definitely. All right, well, we'll move on. And, and the band I picked is from Rancho Cucamonga. And um, they were actually, I vaguely remember hearing them on KLOS on the uh, "Should I Stay or Should I Go" segment, and they got a lot of a lot of fan support. And to be honest with you, I don't even know if this band their their name is Pump Five. I don't even know if they're still together because I was looking at their uh, information on Reverb Nation the other day, and they don't have a guitarist listed on Reverb Nation right now. Um. They had played with, they had opened with Bullet Boys and uh, Enough's Enough, and they had been in Australia. And to me, they the, tell me if you don't hear a little bit of um, 90s pop rock, and it's, it's some catchy stuff, and, and I'm going to give it a listen for you guys right now. It's called Lies. the gist of that i like it yeah i really like that also i thought it yeah. was uh, great very uh a little harder edge a little more uh kind of pop punk mm-hmm. going on there well i noticed some of the other songs <clears throat> excuse me on, on one of they've got two albums one's called full service and one's called tour uh the full service album it seems to be uh, um have some punk edges to it a little green day sound um but 
good stuff all the way around because I don't know if they're still together, which was kind of a bummer. I just found that out. I emailed them and didn't get a response actually looking for the approval to play their music because I would have, um, you know, maybe even used some of their stuff as our opening credits. But, you know, we, we've got a band for that. Yes, we do. <laughs> great, uh, great tune. And uh, interesting, you said Bullet Boys and uh, who, who was the other? Enough's Enough. Enough's Enough, yeah. It's got, they're a little more harder edge than, you know, seem a little different style than those two bands. But, yeah, uh, yeah, well, you know, when those those kinds of bands open up, they have three and four different bands uh, at a show because they're playing clubs. So I, I could see these guys coming on, you know, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, you know, an hour or two before the uh, other bands show up. So it, it's it would be a good yeah, variety of show. Okay, now, Jerry. Yes, sir. Tell us about your band. Well, uh, it's called Shire with the Y. Uh, they're from Cambridge, England. Uh, I'm not as knowledgeable as both of you two. All I know is when I heard their song Compliments, I loved it. Uh, I found them on uh, Reverb Discover. They're on YouTube. They're on iTunes. And it's a female lead vocal, and, and I just love it. I just love it. It sounds like we both like guitars and uh it just hooked me right away it hooked me right away guys all right well let's let's give it a listen and see how this comes out then i love it you know what i would have thought jim would have picked something like that you know, yeah <laughs> i mean that's just rocking good stuff gentlemen that that's some pretty tasty guitar playing and yes I, the reason i say that about jim is that we had a female lead vocalist right off the bat and i i, 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 I seem to kind of lean that way i i don't i don't know what that is but um i notice a lot of the when we're talking a lot of the bands you uh, throw at us and everything, there's a lot of the uh, you know, power pop bands with the female singers, and, and um, this leans right towards your alley, I think, too. Yeah, um, I like the voice, like right off the bat. Um, I love, I thought the production on the song was really great, and um, there's some nice little guitar embellishments in there that yes, um, there is. Add, add, add some interest. Oh, yes, most definitely. I like it. Now, did you look them up to see if they are um, if they're touring or anything? 
No, I did not. I just went to Discover and I, I you know, and I, I found him and I listened to that single. Uh, it looks like they've got a couple albums out. I'll get more in depth next time we do this. But uh, I, I just fell in love with that tune right off the bat, guys. I don't mind telling you that. Well, well, not to step on your toes, but I did look them up. They are on iTunes, so they do have some, some, uh, some music available. And uh, that's where I got this cut from. Beautiful. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yes, it is. All right, guys. Now, being this is our premiere show and everything, uh, you know, I know we're kind of rushing things along and trying to, you know, we're feeling our way out. Um, we're about 15 minutes into it. And you know what? We don't have any sponsors. We don't have any commercials um, yet. But, you know, I want to give out our email address because um, if you've listened to us for 15 minutes so far and you'd like to throw us some questions or comments or critique in any way, you can get a hold of any of us at the JFJ show dot, what is it? JFJ show at gmail.com. That's our address. And send us your, your uh, feedback. We'd love to hear from you. And also if you have a friend or a band or a, a family member, anybody that plays music, records music, sings, yodels, anything, <laughs> hey, if you want Flamenco guitar, guitar, we don't care. That, that's right. <laughs> we'll talk about just about anything when it comes to music. And, yes, um, we will. And and usually do. And usually do. Right. And that's that's the whole reason for this podcast because we take our day up on Messenger talking music and it ends up, you know, it's funny as you you message somebody Jerry or Jim, and then all of a sudden you've got a whole conversation going, got to stop, got to eat some lunch, got to go get gas, go to the store, and we pick yeah. right back up again. Yeah. And Indeed. That's why I think this podcast for us is fun. Uh, hope, hope other people enjoy it just as well. Now, that's jfjshow at gmail.com. And um, let, us, let us have your feedback, please. All right, let's go ahead and move forward. Fellas, this is something, I think this is just as exciting as us bringing our own songs to talk about because we're going kind of back in time a little bit. Yes, we are to the way, way back machine. The way, way back machine. You better believe it. And this is something that, uh, you know, we all grow up on. We were, we were weaned on this stuff. And we're going to talk about the first Van Halen album. Oh, yeah. Let, let's go... Jim, give me your first Go impressions Jim. of when when you first heard it. Did you hear it on the radio? What station? What was your first impression of Van Halen? Uh, let, uh, so I probably first heard it on the radio, um, KMET, likely, uh, thinking about 1978. And uh, if you don't know, KMET was the rock radio station in L.A. The Mighty Mets. Uh, Trendsetters, really, um, the whole – all the radio stations across the nation basically looked to KMET and what they were doing. And uh, so I had heard the band, but didn't know who they were. Um, but it heard a little buzz about this group called Van Halen. And I think there was a, somebody at school had a Van Halen t-shirt on. And so I, I ran down to music plus and I uh, pulled the album up and uh, no idea what I was buying, but I just bought it, took it home threw it on the turntable and, uh, you know, side one, track one, running with the devil. 
And I, and I, as soon as I heard it, I said, Oh, I've heard this on the radio before. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and then right after that, it launches into an eruption. And, uh, I, I just remember a huge smile on my face. <laughs> I was smiling so hard. I think my face hurt. And when he went into that two handed tapping thing, mind blowing. Yeah, mind blowing. I was sitting there listening to that and I thought, I have no idea what he's doing right here, but I'm pretty sure that's not humanly possible. <laughs> that's funny. And uh, just uh, fell in love with the album. I mean, right off the bat, there's not a bad track on the album. No. And, and it's just good songs. It's just good songs, great, uh, great melodies, great harmonies, and just solid songwriting. And the, and the playing, of course, was just mind-bending. Okay, and, and in that thread, what's your favorite track on that album? Ooh, man. <laughs> uh, it's really hard to pick one. Um, I'm going to go... I'm going to go Atomic Punks. Atomic Punks. Very, very good. Very good. That's, you, you can't go wrong on any of the songs on that album. No. And the amazing thing about that album is your favorite song can change from day to day depending on your mood. Yeah. Yes. Yes, no doubt about it. Yeah. Um, Jerry. Yes, sir. You, you and I, I, I remember we were working at the dairy. The album had already been out. Yep. And I remember, because um, we used to blare music, just blast it when there weren't any cars around. And I, and yeah. When that I was going to say, Fast Times at Ridgemont High got nothing on us at work. <laughs> <laughs> when, when, they would play that first song and those car horns would come screaming in. Mm. It was, it was just chilling. Yes. You know, it was amazing stuff. But, uh, you, you have a favorite track on that album? My favorite track is like Jim said, after my mind was blown when I first heard eruption and I, I got my stuff together. My favorite track on that album is I'm the one. Uh, I just love the lyrics and, and <laughs> when they break it down and do that, ba ba da shoo do wah it's I love it. I love it. And I still do. And it's what, 40 years later. Yep, I love it. Well, that, that brings me to my next point. Um, does that album still hold up? Does it did it stand the test of time? Absolutely. No doubt. No question. You can throw that on any time, day or night. And it rocks from from beginning to end. And if I may throw in a little thing, I remember, as Jim said, buying the album and I'd always flip it over and read the credits or the thanks or the whoever. And I remember seeing Gene Simmons on it. <laughs> and, and, and at the time, in 78, guys, you, you know as well as I do, Kiss was out there, Zenith. And, and just to see that from at the time, an unknown band on the, on the back of the album coverage, like thanks to Gene Simmons, I was like, well, that's kind of weird. But I love it. It holds up, definitely. I just want to take a quick note to say it was 20 minutes and 40 seconds into our very first podcast that we got our Great. first Kiss reference in. So go ahead. <laughs> there there well, will be that, more to come. That's pretty much it. You know, you, you can't you can't do one without the other. I mean, you know, I, I guess he helped him with some money or whatever. But I just remember at the time not knowing too much about the band, just reading that on the back of the album cover. And I just thought that was quite impressive at the time. You know, it's funny as I, I remember, you know, I used to always buy Circus and Cream like like we all all did and read yeah. magazines over and over and over. And and I remember reading uh, an interview with Eddie when he would talk about when they were in the clubs, he would literally 
turn his back to the stage so the fans mm-hmm. couldn't see him tapping because he he didn't want to give up his secrets on what he was doing. Oh no. Yeah, and I think uh, if I remember right, it was Alex that told him that. He said, "You you got to turn your back to the audience because all those guys that are out there with their arms folded are all guitar players. Oh, they're sucking it up, and, and they're they're going to rip you off. You know what you're doing. Well, do you think in our modern era, any other guitarist influenced as many guitarists as he did? No, not in my Ab- opinion. Absolutely nope. not. Nope. Yeah." Um, and I guess you'll make an argument for maybe Steve Vai. Mm-hmm. Well, Steve Vai is a very technical player. Yeah. And, and I think for, for me anyways, to watch and listen to Eddie, even as amazing as he is, I still, as naive as I was, thought I can play like that eventually. <laughs> so did you and a million other guitar players. <laughs> I never thought that about Steve Vai because he... I think because he came from that Frank Zappa school, yeah, he was too much, you know, too technical for me. Yeah, Steve Vai's Steve Vai's in a world of his own, and that's I, I don't that whole uh, that whole area, uh, like '85, maybe even a little bit before that. Um, but but you hear Eddie Van Halen in Steve Vai's playing. I mean, he like every like everybody, they all picked up on what he was doing. Oh yeah, like nobody. He completely changed the landscape for guitar playing. Absolutely. Yep. No doubt about it. I agree. It. And, and I know we've both seen the uh, the video on YouTube of the uh, old Italian guy back in the 50s playing uh, finger tapping on an acoustic like there's no tomorrow. Saw that. And, and, you know, we would have never, had not been for social media and YouTube and all this, would have never known that old man existed. No. Nope. Right. Exactly. You know, good point, Frank. Good point. Makes you wonder. Did did uh, you know? I know. I know. Eddie feels that he invented hand tapping, but it makes you wonder if his dad or somebody else along the way didn't teach him all that kind of stuff and uh, give him the the basics on what to do. You know, as, as I recall, Eddie and Alex were at a Zeppelin concert, and he said that, that I, I think this is true. That he just saw Jimmy Page doing a just a left-handed finger tap to sustain a piece bit of music, and and he said he saw that, and then he just added his right hand to it. Mm-hmm. So I mean, like I said, finger tapping could have been gone in the in the 30s. We don't know that, but uh, you know, just I I still remember guys that that first album from Van Halen is in my mind. I just I couldn't believe the sound, and, and I knew it was a guitar, mm-hmm. but I I couldn't figure out how he was getting that out of it. I could not figure it out at the time. Still can't, <laughs> even though I see it. Well, when I was listening to it, I was sitting there doing this. This is overdub. It's he's doing. He's doing yeah, two three parts. guitars. Yeah, he's doing two. <laughs> parts. Now, if you go back and listen to that album, uh, one of my favorite songs on there is "Feel Your Love Tonight," and great. That tune has some overdubs on. There's very, very little overdubbing on that album. But yeah, it sounds pretty clean. There's a few where he had to put some. Uh, some rhythm behind some solos and whatnot, a couple songs on, but for the most part, that that's just raw music, fellas. That's some good stuff. It is. Yeah, it is. It was fantastic. Very good. Um, first time seeing them live. I, I think um, it was probably their second tour. I, I with Greg Lubay was in the second row at the Forum. 
Oh yeah, Greg LeBaron. Uh, he loved him. Yeah, you no, know, he was. He yeah, he idolized Eddie. He was a nut. Yeah, yeah. And God bless him. He would go to uh, the. It was called Frontline Center down in Covina, and he'd put a you know down payment on tickets that weren't even on sale yet, and you know a year in advance. Right. So we get some good seats, and we did that for two or three, maybe four years, different shows and everything. But to see them live like that, of course, we haven't even brought up David Lee Roth and what, you know, <laughs> he is the man. He is the Dying man. Dave. Say what you will about his singing ability. He is a showman. Absolutely. He brought the party. and uh, Yes, he did. That was, that was, you know, some good times back then. You know, oh, yeah. what's interesting, you bring up David Lee Roth. I was listening to the album again today on the way home. Um, just because I knew we were going to be discussing it. And uh, for the life of me, I have no idea what he's singing on half the album. No. No, couldn't, no idea what the lyrics are. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you, I've got a CD um, from Michael Schenkner and a guy named Ziggy Schwartz. And it's a live album where they do nothing but covers. They do UFO. They do... Uh, oh yeah, Scorpius, everything, everybody, and one of oh, the yeah. one of the songs they do is "Ice Cream Man," and we're talking about Ziggy Schwartz, who's a German who doesn't speak English in the first place, and he, <laughs> and he's trying to mimic David Lee Roth, and um, I'll, I'll get it for you guys to give it a listen because it is hilarious, you know, <laughs> all the shimmy boo bops and everything else, and yeah, you know, he, you just don't realize, you know, they just how much he improvised. When when Dave sang, you, yeah, you you don't know, you don't know what it was he was singing about, <laughs> but it was good times. Yes, yes, it was. Now I don't want to put you on the spot, Jerry, but I'm going to let you pick the classic album we're going to bring to the table at the next podcast. Oh Lord! Well, right off the bat, I want to go UFO, Strangers in the Night. All right, well, I'm writing it down. <laughs> I got that for Christmas when I was 16, I think, and on LP. That's a good one. That, that's a lot of good tunes on that. Oh, yeah, I love it. I could listen to that from beginning to end. Yep. Okay, well, that'll be the, that'll be the classic album for everybody. There that we're gonna, if you want to give it a listen before we talk about it next time. I will. Good deal. All right. Well, Jim, you got anything you want to uh, say to wrap this thing up? Uh. Just enjoyed being here, talking with music with you guys, like always. Same uh, here. Excited to uh, get into UFO next time around. Um, one of my favorite albums, certainly one of my favorite live albums. And, Same uh, here. I saw UFO uh, 1980, No Place to Run tour. And uh, wow, being a bass player, uh, seeing Pete Way changed my life. So. Very good. Well, we'll make sure we uh, we have plenty to talk about with that album because that that is a double album, and um, lots lots of great songs on that thing. Indeed. And like I said, we'll get into a flow if you guys feel we rushed it a little too much this time, or no, we we gotta we gotta get the we gotta pop the cherry eventually. So I'll be more prepared next week. But I, I had a gas. There's some good music going on. Absolutely. Hey, everybody, get out there and check out Pump Five Shire, and. Um, Future kings of where? Denmark. 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 That's right. <laughs> Check them out. Being half Danish. Come on, Frank. You I'm should half Danish. Danish over here. You should know that. Absolutely. Good <laughs> stuff. 
All right, fellas. Well, this is the JFJ Conspiracy. We're going to wrap it up this go round because uh, we're right at the half hour mark. And um, I think we've said all we can say. Thank you very much, Jim. Thank you very much, Jerry. Or I'm Jerry. Thank you to Frank and everybody keep rocking out there. <laughs>